We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Gilcast. You're either listening to this on the Sports Creative Fantasy Football Podcast or the Roto Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Feed. I am Davis Maddock, joined by my friends Nate Noling, Sammy Reed. Your guys, it's your favorite show. We all lost. Uh, lost less than I thought originally um, when I when when we had gotten the results from the. Um, from the early games because they're the, the, way the, less i, I, I was winning we were 10, dust. i was winning 10 bucks after the, uh, the early yeah you were you were texting us about swap like like earnest swaptions at like half hour after the slate started and it was it was obvious that we needed to do it because so here uh running through the teams uh sammy wins the three-man uh with 127 points uh he played Taysom hill josh jacobs antonio gibson Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Hunter Renfro, James O'Shaughnessy, Ezekiel Elliott, and the Panthers defense. I, uh, Nate, I'm going to go with what we originally played, and then we can talk about the swaps. Yeah, uh, I scored 121 points. My original team was Taysom Hill, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Williams, Cole Beasley, James O'Shaughnessy, Austin Eckler in the Panthers defense. Nate scored 112. And then did you have the same original team? Or no, you had the you had uh I had the Crowder. Crowder. See, so Nate's original team was Taysom Hill, Josh Jacobs, Antonio Gibson, 
Godwin, Mike Williams, Jameson Crowder, James O'Shaughnessy, Austin Eckler, and the Seahawks defense. Our team, the team that you and I played, was a pretty big train. Not as big as the train that we had as the trains from last week, but pretty big. Yeah, so. cash games were much more uh like it, it wasn't as uh concentrated this week. I think there were a couple different ways to go. Um, but I felt like there were a couple like main sticking points but yeah we were i was a 2v2 versus i don't know what i thought most people were so yeah the the highest owned players in cash games this week antonio gibson at 72 percent in the massive 50 dollar double up mike williams at 62 percent Taysom hill at 62 austin eckler at 47 that would have been much higher but i assume five to ten percent of people realized they were dead and swapped off josh jacobs at 46 this one took me by total fucking surprise. Austin Hooper at four, at 40%. I thought he and O'Shaughnessy and, uh, you know, Ricky Seals Jones. Like I, I didn't, I didn't see a clear, you know, Gerald Everett, right. I just saw no clear tight end. The field really disagreed. Jamison Crowder at 39%, Chris Godwin at 32, Renfro at 31. And then the Seahawks and Browns defense were both 25%. Um, so basically, after the early game, Sammy, you had Renfro. You had to just be feeling like, well, that's it, bro. It's all, it's all, I'm, I'm living, I'm on easy street. Yeah, that, that is what I thought. That is what I thought. It turned out not to be the case uh, because I also had Ezekiel Elliott, that, that stone <laughs> dust ball. I mean, he's, he's like, he's he, like, he, he is, so he's Falcons Todd Gurley at this point. It's over. Like, we got to let go. Like he was literally, he got out carried by, you know, Corey Clement. And I was just he like, literally yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. But like Renfro was, was the hammer on the slate. And I had him instead of, you know, these, these fish like Nate who had like Jamison Crowder in their wide receiver three spot. I was like, man, oh. if you had, if you had played literally any other player with a pulse other than Ezekiel Elliott, you are like on you easy street. You're at like, you're at like Dude, 140. If, if I had 100 more dollars, I would have played, I would have played Fournette, but. It just, yeah, uh, but but I was like, oh, it's no well, deal. Like you should have played, played you should have played, you should have played the Browns defense and Fournette. Yeah, I should have done that. That's all. That is I, a lot I, better I, than yeah. Zeke and the Panther. <laughs> Zeke, oh Zeke my thing god, thing is just brutal. Sometimes you look at a, at a box score, and the reality is like the real football wasn't as bad as the box score looks. But this was actually quite the opposite, where it was like he looked even worse. Than I mean, they were team. having to give Corey Clement. They, I, I, I believe. Corey Clement matched Tony Pollard's season high for touches um, in, in this game. I, I believe that is true. Let me, let me look here how many touches he actually got. So Corey Clement got, yeah, four, four, 15, 15 touches is Tony Pollard's season high, and, and Pollard had 13 carries and two targets. I mean, they, so. they literally just need to old yeller Zeke, just take him out behind the shed and take care of him, and then take the fascia, the plantar fascia from – his cadaver and, and give it to onto Tony yeah. Pollard and everybody's happy. I, as much as I would love to tell Sammy, he's a big fish and an idiot for playing this team. I, I mean, I actually think Zeke was fine before because he was in a bunch of optimals after Pollard got moved out. I think Cardi played him. Um, he was in, he was in some of the, the blitz optimals. All, all honestly, all the optimals I ran were all for net. It was not, it was not Eckler and it was not, Alvin Kamara, who were, ended up both being popular, 
uh, and I just thought I knew better. I thought I knew yeah, better, or he, yeah. and I didn't know better. Well, here's here's yeah. the thing. Here's the thing. All the projection systems were like, yeah, Fournette, yeah, Zeke, but it's it's not as much of a science. Sometimes it's an art, a little bit more of an art, and you have to understand that Zeke is pure on dust. And what we all thought is, oh, Zeke's just going to come back. He's going to get yeah, all the ten, work. Ten, and- 10 days rest, no Pollard, big yeah. faves. Yeah. Like, and, and this, this, this dust bag got six targets and I think caught one of them. And like, literally when it was time to salt the game away, they just took him out because he couldn't do anything. And it was just so tilting. And it, it, at the time I wasn't even that mad. Cause it was like, oh, I'm fine. I got Renfro. Like it's, it's great. But then, yeah shit went down in the later games and uh, those winnings started started dropping like Joe Biden's popularity rating and here we are <laughs> broke and feeling bad. This, so, was the, this had to be one of the weirdest slates ever. I thought I was dead. And then these afternoon games just- We, we, we are the swaps that you and I made, Nate, we kind of came back. Like we honestly, oh, I, we I think that- We were like live. I, at halftime of those games, I actually was like, oh, we're going to get there. Like I, I actually I, felt pretty good. If you would have told me both of those games go to OT, Josh Allen I, throws for what yep. did Josh Allen throw for? Three hundred. I mean, I would have told you Diggs. Diggs puts up a thirty burger. Like the yeah. fact that Diggs and Debo didn't get there. Okay, so so let's let's mm. talk about. Well, okay, no people people care more about like the the pre lock stuff. So yeah, well, can, uh, can I just can I just throw this in there that I'm real upset that you guys are all like you know smoking each other's poles. You know, it's just like oh yeah, we got way more back. You're feeling good. And like, because you started off so bad and you, and you got some back, you know, it's like the poker player who like loses two grand, but then like books a $200 loss and he feels great. And you're like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, You feel, you feel like you, you crushed it as opposed to the guy like me who like started up two grand and then got it all. Oh, same. Like if if I, if I returned the same amount of dollar value, but I had to watch the currently winnings drop, I'd be in a much worse mood than I am. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's just so tilting. Like I did better than you guys and I'm like in a worse mood. I hate this. Hate it. I cannot believe I played another Jets wide receiver connected to Zach Wilson. I mean, it's just, no dude is is, is legit terabat. I mean, we told you this, we told you this this morning. It is literally like I have never seen a quarterback just miss so many open wide open layups, wide dude. Open. I mean, Jamison Crowder can catch the ball from literally anybody, and then Zach Wilson is just it 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 was awful to watch. And I'm just like praying. I'm just like get a reception, just get a reception, just get a reception. I'm watching Hunter Renfro just 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 turn into oh, Megatron over the field, yeah, and. I mean, it, it was bad, dude, Sammy. So yeah, dude, I'll take I, my I, L I, on that. I mean, I, I mean, you were the one who played Renfro. What was it last week? And we didn't. Well, yeah. yeah I mean, he jumped up like two thousand dollars, and and Crowder was what fifteen hundred dollars cheaper than him. Yeah, yeah but dude, the the swap was right in front of you. The swap was, which is what I would have played, which was Beasley. Who and I th- honestly, I think if I would have stuck the Godwin Beasley team, it might have even ended up being close. Um, but we got uh, like the the swap was. The, the optimal monkey team was Crowder Seahawks and the, the artistry team was Beasley Panthers. And th- like, there was just no way. The last time I played Crowder, I scored 59 points or something. I think it was 64 points. And Patrick Laird told me to delete my DraftKings account. So I was just like, I was just like, I literally, after that result, I cannot go back to playing Jamison Crowder. Like absolutely no way. So, so Zach Wilson, 
threw 42 passes. He completed 19 of them. And Braxton Berrios, Ty Johnson, DJ Montgomery, who made his first NFL appearance today, Ryan Griffin and Keelan Cole, all had more receiving yards than Jamison Crowder. My God, Nate. Yeah, not, Nate, not I, I already know you said you took the L, but we probably have to spend at least half the show on this. I yeah, can't believe you played Jamison Crowder. I cannot freaking believe it, bro. Like, I mean, so, it, it, it's so bad. You got to self exclude. Yeah. Sit out it, a week. It, it is not good. It's not good at all. It was not a good feeling. I, yeah, it was, it was brutal. There was just no wide receiver value under 5K. There was like literally nobody. He projected just to be a target monster. And unfortunately, he wasn't. And even if he was, I mean, Zach Wilson can't get the ball to anybody. But yeah, I mean, Keelan Cole, Brios. Now, if Mike White had been starting, I could have been interested in Jamison Crowder. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, you, you would have smashed him. But I mean, this is literally why I came up and, and played Renfro at wide receiver three. Th- this is why I wasn't uh, playing Godwin Igwebuki or Brock Wright because they're attached to Jared Goff at quarterback. There was a. The the people smoothed out their projections, but this morning Brock White Brock Wright was projecting for like eleven points on uh on some DFS sites, and I was like, "There's just no way that's going to end well." Well, Jamison Crowder doesn't end well either. Brock Wright outscored Jamison Crowder three for twenty. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that gets the snowflake. Uh, okay. All right. Talk, so, about, talk about your swaps. Cause you guys, I mean, literally half an hour after lock, you were earnestly like sending back and forth ideas of like, so I've never that, worked so hard on a swap in my life. I was, literally for two hours straight am analyzing swaps. Yeah. And I, I honestly think most of the swaps I considered were better than what, uh, I would have had because all my iterations had someone who smash, right? So, uh, Javante Williams was in some of them. He, uh, he ended up doing really good. You, you played Melvin Gordon who got the bonus and two touchdowns. Um, the, so the swap I decided to do was I moved Godwin, Mike Williams, Cole Beasley, and Austin Eckler to Stefan Diggs, Debo Samuel, Josh Palmer, and Leonard Fournette. And I actually think swapping to Debo was pretty bad. And the reason why I think swapping to Debo was pretty bad is he is not playing wide receiver right now. He when when Eli Mitchell is out, they are just using him as a running back. He he actually more like an H back, like because he goes into the slot and he is running some routes. But Ayuk and Kittle are getting all those good uh, middle of the field Jimmy G targets. Yeah, it's, and, it's like when you play Madden and you just sub in a guy at a different position for something and just like use him all over and and yeah. It's, and I, and, and I think that, I think that, um, going forward, like I'm, uh, going to cut Debo's target share a good bit in, in our stuff. Um, because it's now like what it's like, it's like four it's, games. It's now it's like, four games in a row yeah. that he hasn't seen more than like four targets, five targets. Yeah. Five, but, five, five to well, I mean, he's had exactly one reception in each of the 49ers last three games and more rushes than targets in all of those games. Yeah, and paying eight thousand dollars for a running back. It, it was it was bad. It it was it was it was it was not well, good. I I do think this is where I was just I was so dead. I just said, who are the highest upside? That's, lowest yeah. Owned guys? I I did the same thing, and it was like, yes, obviously Javante Williams is better better than Melvin Gordon, but Melvin Gordon was going to be just. I I had to just throw anything at the, the wall Melvin Gordon. Was the so Melvin bad. Gordon move was so good by you because people were so excited about Javante. 
And yeah. we knew the Broncos were just going to be running downhill for four quarters. And, and they did, they ran 39 times as a team and they completed 18 passes. Yeah. So I don't know. I looked at a million swaps. That's what I landed on. It got me. Yeah. I mean, it, it saved my day. It, it brought me back to in head to heads, not completely. Yeah. I, I ended up, I ended up getting, I, I, because I didn't cash double ups, I've obviously gone through all of them, but I had to have won more than half of my head to heads. Cause I'm getting back more than half of my money and I didn't cash any double ups, which means that probably lots of people either didn't swap or saw my lineup <laughs> with all <laughs> like we're good. We're good. And also did not swap against me, which I mean, obviously no one should have swapped against the cause at, at, uh, at the, the noon games, I had Taysom who ran hotter than the, the GD sun to get to 26 DraftKings points, Jacobs, Gibson, O'Shaughnessy and the Panthers defense for like, I don't even know what, what's that like 45 points probably or something. Not good. Not good. And and we were tilting Taysom most of the day, and he just got gifted that last touchdown, bro. Like apparently Kamara was yelling at him to kneel as he was running to the end zones. Uh Scott Hansen, is that the red zone guy's name? Yeah, he was yeah. saying he was saying that Kamara said in his press conference afterward that he was literally running after Taysom and screaming at him to kneel the ball. And that Taysom said, and then they, you know, he scored the touchdown or whatever. And he told Kamar, he's like, no, I wanted my stats. <laughs> yes. That's our hero. That's our hero. <laughs> that's the chosen. That's the chosen man. Yes. That's how they do it at BYU. Look, I mean, we, we needed that. We did run hotter than the sun's ass to get all those points from Taysom, but he was, would you say he was like 62% in cash? Yeah. I mean, he was, yeah, he, he was didn't matter in cash way on. Yeah, it did. It didn't matter. But um, in tournaments, I thought he was like the fade. Uh, yeah yeah i didn't play any i didn't play any pitman tournaments i did a lot of cam which i thought nice little nice little yeah no he didn't get he didn't get benched dude they're just playing a platoon yeah you sammy every time cam comes out it's like cam got benched again and i'm like cam it literally has like two rushing touchdowns and all like no cam did not get benched um he should have no i i actually thought cam played exactly what we thought he would but anyway i uh davis i also think the other sharp move that you made in the swap was the josh palmer thing i think a lot of people were on jalen guyton but the reality is guyton well guyton ended up outscoring him but it was a total i mean it was a total I, fluke yeah. palmer I mean, ran way more routes and got more targets yeah palmer got all the work i mean palmer led he outproduced he out targeted mike williams yeah he had a higher whopper than anybody I mean, but can we can we talk about Mike Williams for a second? So Mike Williams was pretty extreme. His role just didn't change, really. Yeah, and and you know, it's like, oh, Keenan Allen's out. He's gonna observe. He's gonna absorb all these targets. Where you know, I mean, in reality, if he gets two or three extra targets, that's a big deal. Um, it's a big yeah, deal because he scores so many points per target, and because his A dot is so high. Yeah, like, but but was that bad to make him chalk and cash at six k? Do you think? Not not in cash. It was bad to play him as a one off in like non Herbert stacks at like twenty one percent or whatever. Though I didn't play Mike Williams at all in tournaments. Well, it became he became like the lowest a dot version of himself that you would be. Like that's the opposite of what we want Mike Williams to be. We Correct. want Mike Williams to be the deep threat. We want we want Mike Williams in an office when, where Keenan Allen is running those routes, like. If anything, it looks like, I mean, I didn't watch this whole game, but Mike, Mike Williams literally has an eight out of three from this game. And, and Palmer, it looks like took the Mike Williams role that we want. Huh? That's, I mean, cause Palmer's touchdown came on a, a total Keenan Allen play. Like, uh, 
screen screen over to the side slip around the defender run up the side like it was like a total keenan allen play um yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Allen, I, I Keenan Allen wouldn't have scored. Wouldn't have scored. I mean, I just, I, my, I, my stance all week was that Palmer was the better waiver wire pickup. He was the better tournament play. He was the better. Uh, if we would have had to have played one of these guys in cash, I do feel really stupid for not playing Jared Cook, who Cardi was telling me all week uh, was was the tight end play, and obviously he scored a touchdown. Like yeah, obviously yeah, Jared yeah, Cook is going to score that a eight yards. I mean, you know, it's like he's splitting time. I mean, we played James O'Shaughnessy, dude. Anderson. Like I, I don't know, dude. Don't James know. O'Shaughnessy. Like I am still tilting that. Why did like he should have gotten those targets that game, dude? Just, you like do you know do you you didn't you didn't even see the play. He had. Yes, I did. He had a trick play that was like literally a touchdown. like literally a touchdown, and the safety got there like the last second, diving in front of him and knocked the ball away. But it would have been like well, like a 40, 45 yard touchdown or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see the play, but I'm tilting right now that you guys are telling me about it. I mean, it, Trevor Lawrence is he? Dude, I I have officially I am I'm not I'm sure. at I'm at I'm at like DefCon two with Trevor. Like I am officially worried and it's hard to parse out like what is his lack of ability versus like what is urban Meyer or whatever. And I think he'll look better next year when urban Meyer's not his coach, but also one thing we know about these rookie quarterbacks is like sometimes when they just get shelled and they're in this awful environment that just like fucks them up. Like yeah, they're, they Sam, never Sam recover. Darnold, right? the, the Sam, Sam Darnold, Darnold Josh Rosen, uh, D- Derek cars, Derek cars, older brother, uh, I mean, lots of guys it's happened. They come in and start and they get sacked and they play with crappy receivers and crappy coaches and it just never works out for them. Sam, I mean, at this point, I think you would take Sam Bradford's career for, for Trevor Lawrence. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. I mean, Sam, wow. Sam Bradford did, uh, did like set the all time completion percentage record one season. Sam Bradford, uh, one seven games a bunch of times he did he he still owns the nfl record for completion percentage in a season um you know he had a he had, I, yeah i am just not going to get on board with this take and i will be much more uh bayesian in my approach and say that first evaluating first year quarterbacks in an urban Meyer this offense, is no you, literally you are having bayesian. you are having the non-bayesian and holding on to your prior and i'm having the bayesian approach and saying like these results are bad and you should feel bad about them no, it's been 14 weeks in a Urban Meyer offense with literally but, no, but, but that matters though, DJ Shark because down. I mean, all these guys go down, and then because he should be learning right now, he should be learning, and he's not. He's regressing. He's playing worse now than he was the first month. It's, of the it's projecting Josh Fields' uh, fear right now. I think. Je- no, I'm not worried Justin about Fields. Justin Fields. I'm not I'm worried, not worried about, about Justin Fields. Fields, yeah. is, Fields is legit. I will say this: I will take all of the Zach Wilson unders for the rest of his career. I mean, yes, that dude is that dude. I, I don't need to be Bayesian in my approach on that. He is trash. Yeah. Yeah. He's oh, not good. I cannot believe that game. I have that was the most snaps of a Jets game I ever need to watch in my life. Okay. Now we got to tilt. We, we get to have our tilting portion of Stefan Diggs, who, uh, you know, Josh Allen scores 42 DraftKings points. We extend into overtime. And he gets he gets seven for seventy uh, in a game where Josh Allen threw the ball fifty four times. He's targeted thirteen times, seven for seventy four from our guy. Keenan Allen esque performance, gotta say. <laughs> oh, dude, 
God, that was so obnoxious. Well, I mean, did you, see, did you guys see the throw at the end when he was yeah. wide, wide open? open? I don't know what happened. Maybe he didn't know it was coming or, or maybe he like pulled up like his hamstring or something. I don't know. But that was the bonus right there. I mean, if he catches that, not only could he get the bonus, but if he would have made the safety miss, he would have scored. Like, yes. yes. Yeah. <sighs> so you guys, yeah. you guys both, you guys both swapped to digs. Is that right? Yeah. Diggs, Diggs, Debo, Palmer, Fournette was mine. And Nate had to do a different swap because he had already locked Donkey Crowder. Oh my God. Yeah. That's, you know that's, what? So that's, that's, that's tough when you, when you have to wear Crowder and then you don't have my, the- my OG combo. Had I not swapped might've, might've outscored. Cause Godwin got 23 Beasley got like 16. Yeah. Mike Williams got like 12 ish. 13-ish? What did Eckler yeah, get? Like 12, 12.1. He was 6 for 61. Yeah, it yeah, would have been it would have been it would have been really close. Fournette got like 28 though. What did Eckler get? Um Eckler, I know he at least scored. Probably I don't got know. like 15 before he left. But yeah, he's, probably yeah, probably I think he got, they're they're saying, you know, all the uh all the football doctors on Twitter who like show film and this he got he, he did he got he got he got 15. So it would have been so, yeah, my, our, swap, my, our swap did nothing. Yeah, basically. Well, no, because for because Palmer, so Palmer outscores Mike Williams, Fournette outscores Eckler, Godwin outscores Diggs, and Debo and Williams play to a draw. I it probably is like five points better. I, I obviously we could actually do the math and check, but I'm not going to. My swap netted me one point. <laughs> well, Davis' swap was better, so I I think I think it was a plus EV swap, man. I, I just, I do I actually think it was a plus feel, EV swap, but I'm just saying actual I, I do actually, also, I do feel kind of stupid for not playing Kamara. I told you guys that before Locke, that Wiggins was playing Kamara. Yeah. And that I was like, it's, Wiggins told me, he's like, it's going to be so obvious. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. It's going to be obvious. It's the Jets. Like, of course it's obvious. <laughs> <laughs> like just playing, playing Kamara over Eckler. If you played Kamara over Eckler and used that money to play Renfro over the Crowder, Beasley 5k whatever wide receiver spot like you were just stone locked into making money oh for sure I mean Kamara literally just got what did he have 27 yeah I mean imagine imagine playing Taysom and Kamara together and the game's like 10 to 7 in the fourth quarter or whatever and then they just go touchdown 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 bonus and you're just like yeah I'm rich yeah no problem it's really hard to evaluate this late right now I mean those running backs just Antonio Gibson. I mean, what in the world? I mean, you tell me McKissick's out. Well, Gibson's they just like it's it they just got shit stormed by the Cowboys. They got shit stormed and he kept fumbling. Yeah. And they didn't throw him the ball, like even though they were down a bunch. And Heineke is just like so and he got he he Jarrett Patterson got four carries. Jonathan Williams, who I didn't even know was on the team, got, got the touchdown, got four carries. Uh, and, and got the goal line touchdown. Patterson caught a dump off that should have been Gibson. Uh, Curtis Samuel was was playing uh, kind of in that slot role. Jonathan, I mean, it just was just a mess. Like when teams are, are getting beat that bad, it just opens up the door for so much randomness. Like I don't it feel bad close. about playing Gibson. It got close. And then Pat, and then like, and then it got close. It got close in a really fake way, though. It got close because there was a pick six, and Dallas got the ball back immediately. And then Kyle Allen turned. It was close for like 
what 35 seconds of game clock Sammy Dallas, or something Dallas like that legit quit trying they like yeah they were playing like they had an insurmountable lead when it was you know whatever like a, a two-score game the the um, announcers would before Dak threw that pick six the announcers were talking about Dallas just like trying to run the clock out yeah yeah it was it was it was actually fairly bizarre it was kind of like the the uh Buccaneers game where the Bucks were like yeah, they were they were just running the clock out. Yeah, yeah, and and all of a sudden the other team's back in. It was very very weird. Um, was Josh Jacobs a bad play? No, cash. No, Josh Jacobs. He was he he was because we could have one v one straight up played Renfro over him. Well, I, I played but Renfro, you, a, so I wasn't doing yeah, that. But different position, Davis. I mean, what running back would you have or, or yeah what running back would you have played instead at the end of the day you, 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 wouldn't, no you wouldn't have you would have just you would have just played you would have just played Eckler at running back instead of at flex and played Renfro or uh put um four Mike Williams in flex yeah four wide receiver no I mean Renfro getting 14 targets is at the top of his range Jacobs was a great play I don't think the Jacobs thing was bad like I just, I don't think. I mean, he did, he did, he did fulfill one thesis of the play, which was that he, what he catch six passes. Yeah. The, the, the issue was, and you know, I mean, it's, it's a worry anytime you have like this sort of thing, the chiefs really haven't blown many people out, but like once they started blowing him out, they took him out and they, and they played like Peyton Barber, which was, you know, Peyton Barber three targets. You love to see it. Yeah. You can't really account for that. It's just kind of like the nature of blowouts, but you know, if you like thought the Chiefs were going to be up all game, I know that Jacobs is not going to like, they're giving him a three down roll basically, right? But yeah, you know, if, if it's like, oh, we're exclusively passing now, uh, that can be a situation where they might take him out some. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just tilting, man. He was fine. Yeah, I get the tilt. I'm just saying. I mean, I, it's, it's always workload. It's great. always one of those things when you have a guy in cash and then you play zero of him in GPP that you think maybe it might have been a mistake, which is what I did. I had zero of Jacobs in tournaments and I played Javante over him in all tournament lineups. Yeah, I mean, here, here's the other thing that both of these games had was defensive touchdowns. The Chiefs scored one. Yeah, and yeah it Dallas just ruins one. everything. It screws everything up, man. They should outlaw defensive touchdowns. I freaking hate them. They should Dallas credit. They should credit. They should credit it to the the closest skill position player to the mm-hmm. sideline uh i mean that that means that uh they should uh, they should credit it they should credit it to the last offensive skill position player who got a touch for the team (laughs) i think that's fair yeah we'll we'll put that on the uh on the on our list of demands right behind if you get the bonus you can't unget it yeah that's like my that's like uh my list of ways to improve um the nfl so what so the you know obviously the first thing is uh holding on the offense is never called you just never call it uh, defenses are not allowed to practice on Fridays. That would be an obvious improvement. And uh, if you really want to get crazy, the defense uh, can can uh, not play cover two. You, you're one Whoa. safety. One safety has to be in between the hashes at all times. And the season should be twelve weeks. Yep. That no, I want more. I want more. I want more games. I want more games. No, dude, these injury it just becomes so stupid. Like later in the season, when with these like injuries and the offensive line, I, I don't know. 12 week season would be would be optimal. IMO. Yeah. It would have been optimal right. for Nate's bankroll because he was <laughs> yes. <laughs> he I started be playing so hot. Jameson he's just getting Crowder. roasted now. Um, all right, let's do let's do our tournament teams. I actually uh I got I got very lucky 
uh, I, I'm gonna, I think I almost even broke even on the day because I had a very, a decent team that cashed for, uh, it was got 196th in the spy, uh, Josh Allen with 42, Jeff Wilson Jr. with five, Javante Williams with 21, Stefan Diggs with 14, Godwin with 23, Beasley, who was a terrible play at this ownership, I'm realizing, uh, got 15, Gronk had 11, Josh Palmer got 17, and the Browns defense got 14. But I knew I wanted, uh, I knew I wanted to get in that game using one of the tight ends. Cause I thought that was the way to get weird with that game was using Knox or Gronk. And uh, honestly, Godwin at 12%, like if I knew Godwin was 12%, I probably would have played him on every team. Oh, I was yeah, assuming him everywhere, yeah. I, I was assuming the standard 25% ownership on Godwin. What, how did that work out? Like literally how does God, how is Godwin 12%? It's, I, I, I don't I, like literally I'm, I'm like flummoxed right now yeah no answer no answer the guy just puts up like 25 every week without scoring yeah my other my other tournament teams were uh I played a Mahomes double in the red zone and I played a Dak double in the smaller red zone obviously defensive touchdowns ruined those like Tyreek did nothing Kelsey did nothing uh Cooper caught a touchdown but like didn't get the bonus and as Sammy mentioned, they literally spent the, the entire second half doing nothing. And then uh, I I always do like a smaller, uh, a weird team in like the $27 single entry and the $12 single entry and like just put it in, in random ones. And I did uh, Jimmy G, G or uh, Kittle, Kittle with uh, Cincinnati double stacks and Kittle just absolute man again. Should have just played 100% Kittle as always. The Kittle stuff is nuts. I mean, literally, he just runs across the middle of the field every time Jimmy G. Every time. Just catches it. Uh, yeah. I had three main uh, ways I built tournament teams this week. One was uh, I thought Cam Newton was a high upside way to get off of the Taysom Hill chalk. So I did a lot of uh, single stacks with Cam Newton and DJ Moore with no Atlanta bringback. Uh, my other teams were josh allen double stacks and then uh my other team was uh russ wilson double stack but only one of lockett or metcalf so So how are you uh, double stacking him with everett oh yeah so here's here's my thing i thought lockett and metcalf were amazing one-offs like really good no no but i just i don't think russ can get 30 i think they literally play such a low volume offense i do not know if he can get 30 they, they run like 55 plays a game. It's insane. Yeah. I, I mean, the, the, the locket stuff was, was awesome. Everett got there too, but yeah, Russ, Russ just didn't meaningfully separate from the field. But the biggest thing is I had almost hundred percent Debo on every tournament team because I like Debo to me was the clearest highest upside play of the day. And just his ownership was minuscule. So, um, but my main team um, was uh, Josh Allen, Dawson Knox, Stefan Diggs with, um, which I, I think that is like kind of the stack that I look at most often. I think if I looked back on my history, I think Josh Allen with Diggs and Knox are my biggest stack. So uh, I did that and I wanted to bring it back with someone that was a, a flyer that I knew was going to be low owned. So I went with the Paraman bring back. Hey, um, so how about it? Wow. Yeah. Got big, that. Big smash at the end, Nate. Yeah, with but with and th- this is going to be where you guys rip on me. But with the Dawson Knox and Perriman, 
uh, low ownership. I felt comfortable going with uh, Javante Williams and Antonio Gibson as my running no, backs. I, I've, t- I've said that a hundred times. There's nothing wrong with playing the highest owned running backs because the running then, back points are so much more predictable. And then I finished off with Mike Williams and Julio Jones. Julio Jones was like my other favorite. My, he was my favorite tournament play. Yeah, I played him in all. I didn't play him in that Bills one, but I played him in the, the Dak doubles and the Mahomes doubles. Yeah, so this team ended up 148.2 uh, at Browns D. I, I pretty much, for defense, just excluded the Seahawks. Yeah. And just, I mean, I had a bunch of Dallas. I had a bunch of Browns. I mean, pretty much any D that you played that wasn't the Seahawks was a good play. Yeah, literally. I, well, not the Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> not the Panthers. Not the Panthers. All right, Sammy, what do you got? Uh, I mean – you know, this, this, this lineup is just chock full of freaking snowflakes, <laughs> which is amazing because it, it is a Josh Allen double stack. I did Allen, Diggs, and Beasley, um, and then I brought it back with Mike Evans. And then I went pretty chalky at running back. I had Antonio Gibson and Jeff Wilson Jr. I did have Julio Jones in this lineup. Um, I went with our old favorite Foster Moreau at tight end. Because I was like, oh, Foster, like everyone's pissed at him. Like he won't No, I, I, I liked that play. That yeah. was a good play. Did, did not work out well. Um, you know, just he, he was Foster Moreau. And then I played the Jets defense because I was like, oh, like everyone's going to play Taysom Hill. Just play the Jets defense. This could be great. Um, and, the, you know, this lineup sucked. Like Wilson was terrible, predictably. Uh, Gibson was terrible. Julio, you know, is Julio. Foster the Jaguars are just unbearable, dude. Did yeah, you guys I mean, see? Did you guys see the clip of Urban Meyer uh, doing like the handshake with uh, Vrabel? No, what do you do? He just he looks like a, a a divorced dad, like buying frozen burritos. He just like looks like a broken, broken man. He, he's gonna be a divorced dad pretty soon, I think. <laughs> I have the same questions about Urban Meyer that I do about Ben Roethlisberger, which is like, is the money really good enough for them to want to do a job that they clearly hate? Like Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger does not enjoy being an NFL quarterback. Like, I, why is he still doing this? I don't know. I don't know. And Urban Meyer clearly does not like coaching pro football. Like, he does not like having to tell people what to do who are like make more money than him. I I like having Urban Meyer being an NFL coach though. Like this entire draw, the, like this dumpster fire of the Jaguars organization is enthralling to watch. I no, dude, see but there are there are only there are only thirty two teams. And we benefit when more teams are good. Like it's, it's the part of the problem with why, you know, everyone spends their whole Sundays complaining about these games being bad to watch. And part of it is because the coaches are bad. If the coaches were good and we had more coaches, you know, doing things in an optimal way and whose players wanted to play for them, the games would be better. I want, I want hard knocks. I wanted hard knocks to do Jacksonville. Like this is the show that we should have got. Honestly, did you see a uh, uh, Harbaugh talk about his decision to go for yeah. two? And it was just like everybody on Twitter, like every sharp on Twitter knows this. Why don't NFL coaches do this? Like why do not more NFL coaches like grasp like simple, like logic and game theory. The, the, this happened in another game too. a team went for two down nine and the announcers were acting like they had murdered a child in front of them. Like they did not understand. I don't, I don't know if I would have done that. I I would have waited. No, dude, it was way more emphatic than that. Uh, They were like, they were like, this is a bad decision. This is mystifying. Was it Troy Aikman? Cause literally everything he says about NFL strategy is just. Dude, by the way, 
by the way, Huntley is like kind of interesting, right? Like he kind of is, he's kind of a baller. He's like very, he, he's not as good of a runner as Lamar, obviously, but he's like very hard to tackle. He had one run on like second and 37 or something insane. And he got like, he picked up like 25 yards and dodged like nine dudes. It was incredible. Yeah, I also think almost anybody who ha- is an NFL athlete in that offense at quarterback is interesting. Like the way that Harbaugh schemes is oh, just yeah. like, if you put a just requisite level talent NFL quarterback there, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. So do we yeah. have, do we have pricing for next week yet? No, not yet. Uh, no, let's, uh, let's look right for the show. Let's look at, um, let's look at what the main slate, because there's two Saturday games next week. So the, the schedule, I think will be a little bit different. Um, no, it starts getting wonky. Yeah. So we have Raiders Browns on set. There's uh chiefs chargers is Thursday night football. So no chiefs, no chargers on the main slate. All right. No Ra- that, that, that saves us from the Josh Kelly slash. Uh, yeah. Oh, but that's going to be a absolute nightmare to figure out for showdown. I'm not looking forward to figuring that out. Um, Raiders Browns, not on the main slate and Patriots Colts, not on the main slate. So the main slate is Titans Steelers. Deontay will be what? 7,500 Sammy. Oh, Deontay Johnson. I, I thought you meant Dante Foreman. I was like, yeah, no. I'll play him. <laughs> I'll, play him. <laughs> I'll play him at 7.5 K against the Steelers. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Panthers bills, Washington football team, Eagles, Texans, Jaguars. Well, we're probably going to find a way to play O'Shaughnessy again. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is the uh, I don't want any part of it. Cowboys against Giants, Cardinals against Lions, Jets, Dolphins. Then the afternoon games are Bengals, Broncos, Falcons, 49ers. Seahawks, Rams could be good. And then Packers, Ravens. Um, I, nothing really left out to me is really interesting in, in those games, to be honest. No, I mean, Car- Cardinals, Lions in the Dome is going to be it will be owned like Kyler will be owned. I assume, especially because the pricing is going to be inefficient because the Cardinals play tomorrow. So if Chase Edmond come back and does anything tomorrow, he's going to be yeah. mispriced for next week. So, yeah. Yep. um, yeah, I actually like that because Arizona is finally getting healthy again. So we can actually see back to their early season stuff. Yeah. Pa- Packers Ravens, man. Like that'll be, we, we, <sighs> I don't, not, I don't if, not if not if Lamar has an ankle injury and they're they they are gonna price what's his name Huntley Huntley he he'll be priced to like fifty six hundred or whatever instead of forty five hundred I guess so I'm also worried about the Packers defense they just got Devondre Campbell back they you know Jair Alexander like I'm watching them God, I'm Sammy. watching them right These now I'm watching them right you. now and Fields is uh I mean this this could be cold takes exposed literally any second but Fields looks kind of good. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's almost like, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's I just, it's, it's hard. I don't want to say get, anything because the second yeah. I get excited about Justin Fields, he tears my heart. Well, Matt well, Nagy tears my heart out. And it's hard for me to give opinions on Fields because I just like, he does something and I'm like, was that good? Or am I just biased? Like it's, it's impossible to tell if he actually did do something good or if I just wanted it to be good. But we're, I mean, look, we're definitely getting to that time of the season where it's like, oh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Oh, Josh Palmer. Like we're getting Brashad Perryman just scored a walk-off touchdown. Like, oh, by the way, Peter Peter is coming back for for uh week week uh, week eighteen, 18. now. Yeah, nice, nice. Please, yeah, we, we please, need the man. Please, we need the please man. don't scoop him, bro. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. I mean, 
it just it was a uh, it was the football was weird today the Chiefs scored like 70 points and Tyreek got eight and Travis Kelsey got like two yeah my, my Chiefs my Chiefs double stacks with the Renfro bring back didn't cash I mean, didn't cash yeah Should have been. yeah I, I hate football man yeah defensive touchdowns are the worst all right guys let's get out of here everyone thank you very much for listening we will uh we'll be back next week